do you already know who your perfect client is and who should be working with you? Like, go talk to them. It's kind of like, in a way, it can be a seduction, but it is like the pursuit of those people who should be working with you. And if it is done with the intention to serve, then it won't come off as weird and salesy. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I am here today with someone with an awesome name, also Samantha. I've invited Samantha Hartley, who works with consultants who are ready to break through the plateau and multiply their revenues. She helps them multiply their revenue without exhaustion by working with perfect clients on transformational engagements so they can have profitable, joyful consultancies. And I've invited Samantha here today to talk about how to add between a hundred and six hundred thousand dollars to your business with a single offer. And I think that this is going to be an absolutely hot episode. So let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Samantha. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm a fan of the show and I'm excited to be here. I'm so looking forward to this. Before we dive in, why don't you share a little bit about what it is you do and the types of clients that you work with? Uh, I help consultants, also business coaches, to conceptualize something that is the biggest, best thing that they could offer through their businesses and then to deliver that. So I work with them to dramatically increase revenues in their business by serving their clients on a much, much deeper level. And when they do, that kind of work, you heard the result, they'll add between a hundred and $600,000 in the, the year that they work with me. So it's not a common result, but it is a doable result. Most of my clients will add a hundred to 150 in the year they work with me. Yeah. I love that so much. Now you've got a background in corporate America. What was it that inspired you to move from that background and into running your own business and working with these clients? I hated corporate. <laughs> That's what inspired me. I was at a very, very toxic environment and I was uh, creatively thwarted and stifled and I couldn't be myself. And the more I kind of evolved as a person, the worse of a fit I was for a corporate environment. Mm. And I share that because that's the case with many of my clients. So many of my clients come to me and they say, you know, I really kind of like maxed out of what I could do in my corporate job in my, they maybe worked with family owned businesses or whatever was their profession before. Cause people have come to me from all kinds of, of places. But the thing that was their passion that they wanted to pursue through their business, like that was impossible in the previous environment. And so they identify with that. And then what I did was basically create a consulting business from the ground up from first looking at like the company that I came from. Can I work with that company? Can I work with my former colleagues who had by that time gone on to work in other companies? And I did do this during the recession of many, many moons ago. And so I know we've had a few recessions since then, but what I think is important to point out is you really can make your own economy if everybody's freaking out and you're the kind of the, the voice of reason or mm. you're the one saying like, let's talk about how I can help you then you can really create your own results in that. So I've heard you on recent shows talking about the economy and I feel like 
we can all buy into that or we can say, I make my own economy. And I feel that way for totally. anyone who feels like they hit a glass ceiling or is like freaked out by what everybody else is going through. It's like, no, put yourself in charge and decide what's going to happen to you. Yeah, I love that so much. Now, obviously to add what most would consider a large sum of money to a single offer, there has to be some shifts that we make. And you and I absolutely and 100% agree with each other that you're not going to be able to build this seven-figure business charging by the hour. And hearing people say that they want to charge by the hour frustrates me so much. Whether you're a coach or whether you're a consultant, and there's a lot of coaches that have a consulting arm sort of on their business. Before we dive into how we change it, why do people not want to charge by the hour? Because if you have any amount of expertise, history, knowledge, like all of your life experiences have gone into making you who you are and they're poured into this hour that you are exchanging with someone. And I don't think we can put a high enough number on that to be able to realistically charge that. So if you were like, well, I think it's actually worth like about $5,400. Okay, well, nobody's going to pay you $5,400 to do something. But if you can deliver results on a larger level, you might like do the math and find out like uh, there's plenty of situations in which you can be profiting $1,000 an hour, maybe even 5400 But my point is when you charge by the hour, you shortchange yourself by all of the experience that you have because it's just unrealistic to say, and I've heard people say before, well, that's more than my, my lawyer charges. Well, mm. you should charge more than your lawyer. If you're getting somebody a, a bigger, better result, then, then go ahead and do that. Yes. The other thing is that you're penalized for being efficient. If somebody's paying you by the hour, then if you can solve their problem in one session instead of 10 sessions, then why would it take 10 sessions? Totally. And so if you're like an efficient person and you get paid again, let's go to 5,400 bucks. Well, you only get that once instead of over time. And so it really doesn't help you to, it doesn't serve you to do that. Yeah. I love the way that you explain that because at the end of the day, and we've all worked with someone that is not an expert. All of us have had some experience with someone that's kind of taken a really long white time or the long way around to get to the answer. And when you work with a true expert, they can come up with the answer like instantly. Mm -hmm. And why should that person that comes up with that answer instantly get paid less? You know, that's actually one of the reasons I left corporate. And it was when I, back when I was 20, because I could already see it playing out in front of me because I was like, no, this is crazy. I'm working 10 times as hard as anyone else here or getting 10 times the amount of work done, this is ridiculous because yeah. I'm getting paid less. Yeah. So I understood right from an early age, no, yeah. it's how can we do this in the least amount of time with the least amount of friction possible with the highest monetary reward? I like that. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You got that early. That was pretty early to come to that lesson. I know. I love money. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I love hearing women say I love money. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to embrace that. I love money. So we're not going to charge by the hour. Now, you were talking about packages and pricing those packages. Now, to do that, we need to differentiate ourselves mm -hmm. in a way that we're standing out and we're not able to be compared with the market. Mm -hmm. I've listened to your podcast, Profitable Joyful Consulting, and I was listening to an episode where you really dived into this topic. So I'd love you to share a little bit about 
how we can differentiate ourselves and I, I guess even give the context of why, like what's the reason that we want to differentiate ourselves? The reason is because you want to stand out as the unique, the go-to person for X, for your solution. And what's interesting coming from a big consumer packaged goods company in my background is because when those kind of brands, they want to be unique in all the land. And what's really helpful for a lot of us is that we only need to be unique in the mind frame and mind space of our potential clients. Like when they're thinking of who else they might work with. And some people will call those competitors, but I, I will call it alternatives. Oh, I love that. Because I feel like eh, if you're working with the people you're supposed to work with, yeah. well, there's no real yeah. competitors, right? Like if they, someone chooses them, it's like, totally. okay, well, that was a perfectly good alternative. So I never am like pushing down, but I want people to know you're the right person for that client if you X, right? And so it's really about you are for this. So identify your perfect client who has this problem or challenge or aspiration, like they want things to be different, name what that is. And then you get this outcome. When they work with you, they get these kind of results. And then the experience is like this. So people could want to have the results that I'm promising, but they want to have it from somebody who's like hustle and grind and, you know, really like this. Well, so that's not the experience they're going to get from me. They could, you know, they could come to you and they could want, you know, a certain kind of also kind of style let them go to where the results that are promised and the experience that they want to have is a good fit for them. So I just want us to be clear in the communication of that. So differentiation is people aren't searching. Most people who become your client have not been searching like a million zillion options. They're usually looking at like three to five. And sometimes you're the first option they see in a lot of markets. And this is a crazy thing about B2B marketing. In a lot of markets, they only know about you. And they don't even think to look at other options. So a lot of it is just like proximity and being on the ball and being ready for them. So the differentiation that you want to do is between them working with you and them doing nothing, doing it themselves or procrastinating. Mm. What's really interesting about this is that I was chatting with a friend just only a couple of days ago, and she was talking about, I guess, a coach and about how she was absolutely crushing it. And this person said, I bought one of her programs because I wanted to see what she was doing. And I said, okay, what was it that stood out? She said, it was just one thing. She absolutely owned who she was unapologetically. Mm -hmm. That's all it was. So that she was able to attract the right people to her. And at that point, that alternative, and I love that alternative, not competitors, is that she was attracting the people that were the perfect fit to work with her. And I think that that's, you know, what you were saying there is that we need to not only own the differentiation in our expertise, but who we authentically are mm -hmm. so we can attract the right people to us. Yes, yes, yes. And I love that you said, I love money because there's going to be half of the people out there who are going to be like, me too, yay, or I don't yet, but I want to, and I want to be around people who do. And then there's going to be people who hear that and are like, ah or triggered. Mm, Good. Totally. Goodbye. So totally. you, you want to be the youest you you can be. You want to be so authentically yourself and really the unquestionable differentiation, like the things that when I had my first business online, my website was immediately copied by this company overseas. Mm -hmm. And then I had a, another one once I was finally doing consulting and then they immediately like stole a lot of my language. And I was like, okay, so it's really hard to be unique online, but what's the thing that nobody can copy? Nobody can imitate mm -hmm. the thing. And that's you being your USU. So if you really yeah. lean into who you are 
and are unapologetic about it and, and are really, you know, know yourself and be able to communicate that, then that's the thing that nobody else can copy. Absolutely. And hallelujah. People can copy your words. They can copy your, you know, your designs, but they can't copy you. It's just, it's absolutely impossible. And if you absolutely embrace that, that's what's going to make you stand out. All right. So there's going to be some shifts or a transformation that we need to make in our business to be able to add, you know, six figures to a single offer. And you've told me that there's three specific steps that we need to really hone in on and focus on with the first of those being we need to attract our perfect client. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone goes, yep, I get that logically, but it's not as easy as it sounds, is it? Yeah. How do we really attract that perfect client? We can't attract them if we don't know who they are. So really Mm. the most important thing is to really get clear on who they are. And I know a lot of people are annoyed by the word attract because it feels kind of passive, like I'm just sitting here and doing that. We can go and get them. I was just talking to one of my clients today about like the pursuit, like direct outreach is like, you go get them. If you know who should be working with you, it's like, I want five people in my program. Cool. Who are they? Yeah. Cause you probably already know at least three of them right now. So do you already know who your perfect client is and who should be working with you? Like go talk to them. You're not going to go like, Hey, we want to buy my stuff, but you can go to them and say, Hey, let's connect. I want to talk to you. Like, tell me about your, your life and your business. Oh, here's some more about me. You know what I mean? So really it's kind of like, in a way it can be a seduction, but it is like the pursuit of those people who should be working with you. And if it is done with the intention to serve, then it won't come off as weird and salesy. If you're just like, I really want to learn about you and I want to help you, then that's to me, one of the best ways to really get perfect clients coming to you, communicating, learning who they are, and then communicating the things that you know about them will make people's head spins. Like that'll really grab attention. The posts that I've done on LinkedIn, where I talk about things that are really specific and unique to my perfect clients, that'll get the most DMs, Mm. for example, the most kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody comments on LinkedIn, Uh (laughs) but as close to engagement as you can get there, it'll get a response from my audience. So the things that you uniquely know about your audience position you as somebody who therefore probably knows how to help them, right? Yeah, totally. And I love that you differentiated attract and going to get, because this is really interesting because for those people to be in your world in the first place, you have had to have them attracted to your world. But I love that you bring in the piece that once they're in your world, you can't just sit around and wait for them to tap you on the shoulder because it's it's unlikely to happen. You yeah. do need to go out and get that. And that is still attracting them into your world. So there is a, you know, it's a two prong approach. We need to be able to create, know who they are to be creating the content, to be having those conversations, to attract them in that into our world, but then say, Hey, I can help. Yeah. Would you like to have a conversation? conversation? Totally. Yeah. And I think this is the, if we're constantly waiting around for someone to DM us, if you know, people are in your world and they're responding to things and they've never kind of made the move, it's okay for you to make the first move. Like, go ahead, reach out. Mm. What's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're in a no different place than what you are right now. Exactly. Yeah. So number one is the perfect client. Number two, 
What's the second greatest shift or the second thing that we need to do to be able to move people into these high-tech offers? I think this piece is really blowing up the idea of like the paradigm shift has to be from what I would do to the outcome I would create. Mm -hmm. So when I've had the biggest shifts for clients on something like this, because they're all like, well, here's what I'm doing right now. And what would I do? Like, I don't understand how I would bring in a hundred K offer. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so let's do this. Let's just zoom out and forget everything. If you think about a perfect client that you've worked with before, or that you were really wanting to work with, like somebody who's really like next level for you and would, would be like, Ooh, that would even be like a work I haven't quite done yet, but I'm looking forward to doing. So like really zoom out and look at your skills. Now think about that client. If you were to work with them for like a year, let's say, and they were going to pay you a hundred thousand dollars minimum. Mm-hmm. What would you do for them? Mm. Like, what would that work entail? Like, what problems would you solve? And what what things do they aspire to? And what experiences do you want to share with them? So that at the end of a year, they would have not just what they wanted for themselves, but like the evolved version of themselves, an outcome that they can't even imagine from the person that they are right now. What would occur over that year? And what would you do? So when I've done this exercise, I did this once with a a woman who was a kind of a spiritual life coach. And she thought about like immediately this couple came to mind that she'd been working with. And she thought about the, that she would do, yes, she would do some coaching with them, but she would also take them to this ashram in India where she'd had these amazing experiences and she wanted to share that with them. And then she kind of work with them through those experiences. And, you know, she had all kinds of ideas that came to her once she got out of the, here's what I would do and for how much money and for each hour I'm working. Mm. You know what I mean? So like, you have to blow up the way you're doing things and say, what if I did it this way and achieved instead of like, and then I would solve the problem. It's like, no, you would deliver them into a whole new reality. Mm. That is what my clients are doing for their clients. And this to me is the key to you saying, oh, I'm not doing, this is not a $200 an hour thing anymore. This is like, it's life transformation, business transformation, life transformation, however that comes up. But it's the new version is not recognizable to the previous one anymore. Mm. One of the things that my clients always, and I'm going to say 99% of the time say to me when I have this conversation with them is, oh, my clients could never afford that. Mm -hmm. I'll bet you hear that all the time. And can you speak (laughs) straight to that? (laughs) I sure can. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say two things. The first one is if that's really true, which I don't think it is, Mm -hmm. then you're working with the wrong clients. Yeah. And so a thing that I notice is that, and this is really important, Samantha, because people who come from corporate and who I've known a lot of people who like, were a big, important person who probably if I had worked back there with them, they wouldn't even have taken a meeting with me. It would have been, I would have been meeting with somebody who worked for them, who worked for them. Uh-huh. So they're really big or in other cases, they have managed a unit where they were responsible for selling like $2 million in a single month. Like these are big people with big accomplishments. And then they come into a business and they try to squeeze themselves into this like $175 per hour business, right? Well, the people who show up for that are small as well Mm. and they can't Mm -hmm. afford what you're talking about. So you have to reclaim your big self and then you're going to find totally different people show up for you. Mm. Now, in the case that some of the people showing up for you are there because even though you're not totally inhabiting it, they see the big in you. Those people might say right now, I can't afford that because you're not describing the real thing to them. 
So when you say, hold on, I think what I've been talking about is how I would like solve your small problem. Like, you know, whatever is a typical thing that we might do, like maybe help your relationship flourish better or help you to, you know, have more time at, at work. Well, those are different kinds of problems. But when you're your big self and you talk to somebody else's big version of themselves, then we get into uh, solving problems that really matter to them or achieving goals that really matter to them. Mm. And that is valuable. Love that so much. And it reminds me of a quote that I was at a conference in San Diego back in 2018. And I met this person that, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, energy. And, you know, there was something about this person on the other side of the room. Anyway, we had lunch. And he said something that has stuck with me ever since. And that is, there is always people that want to buy Ferraris, but you're unlikely to find them in a schoolyard. And it's just there, you have to be in the right place to attract the right people. Absolutely. So there needs to be some sort of shift in your thinking. If you think people can't afford this six figure or this hundred K offer. Yeah. People can but it's probably going to be different to the people that you're serving now if that's the first thing that comes up. Absolutely. Love it, love it, love it. So number one, we need to get clear on the perfect client. Number two, we need to get really clear on what that long-term engagement is or that bigger transformation. <laughs> and the third thing that's really important. I think it's really important that we get results. So one of the epiphanies that I've had in making my podcast, <laughs> Samantha, has been that I realize how much I'm talking about change management and achieving change and how to adult learning and how to get change to happen and make it stick. Like I didn't realize I was in that business before because it's not just about mindset. The thing that I'm trying to do is figure out how do I get my clients results and how do I make those results stick? And I realize that in the early years, I was like, how do I get clients? And oh, we did this fun thing. And then I leave and then I realized, well, how come you're not still doing that thing that we did? And they're like, oh, you were great, but we ah, we got busy with other stuff or uh, we can't. Mm -hmm. So change wouldn't stick. What the way that you can differentiate yourself, the way that you can make yourself valuable, like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth valuable is to help your clients get results that stick. And that results focus to me, if you make that everything in your business, then you're always looking at how do I craft the work process. Yes, the offer, but what's the work process that makes that change happen and makes it stick? It's to me, it's the most fun and meaningful exploration that we do inside our businesses. And when I talk to my clients about like, don't spend all your time working with clients or all your time, you know, on admin and stuff like save time for ideation. And what you're figuring out during that time is how can I get ever better results? Who got the best results and what made those results happen? And when I talk to my clients mm. and I collect case studies and things like that from them, what I'm asking them for, what was the specific thing that you and I did together that clicked for you where you really understood this? What was the action that you took that made this change happen and stick? So to me, if you are just obsessed with getting results for your clients, then you're going to find the value that you bring and the money that you're able to charge is going to completely explode your business. I love that so much, so much. What is an example or a couple of examples of clients that you've worked with that added these 100K offers to what they were doing? Because I think that this might help people to start get the juices flowing and start thinking, ah, I really can do this. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, so a lot of my clients are um, business coaches or consultants. So one of my clients came out of a corporate environment and was working with very small businesses or working with just a department in a larger business. And when she came to me, she had, you know, she was doing like 150. So she felt like she's doing okay. But what I noticed immediately, she was like, well, my heart calls to like work with these small clients. And I was like, I hear your heart. And the work that you do is like, this is big work. Like this needs to be in companies where it can really have a resonance. And now she's working with companies that have like multiple divisions and on work. And as soon as she kind of got, oh, I see, well, my heart can be in working with these, the people in these larger companies too, because the small ones, they couldn't, it was your Ferrari analogy, except for in another situation. Yeah, She's a Ferrari who couldn't get out of first gear if she's working with small companies. Mm, There's nothing wrong with those mm -hmm. small companies, but the gift that she has, it needs to be play on a larger stage. And I say that because that's the kind of client who she, so she added 600,000 in the first year she worked with me, how she went and got like five clients who totally saw the vision for what she could do with them. And were ready to work with her for a year on making those things happen. And so she's then the results that came out of that, she's now taking into the clients that she's working with for the, now she's doing million dollar engagements. So it's saying, what's an appropriate place for me to take this gift? I have another client who is now she's a fractional CFO. When we first started working together, she was doing the, I forget what it was, 300, um, no, 3000 and something of value per client. Mm -hmm. So they would work with her for a few months. It would be like 3000 dollars. She was pricing that by the hour. That was like the total value of each client. Yeah. And she was just doing kind of like some books clean up and some things like this. And then over the years, and she and I've been working together for several years now, what she realized is, oh, I'm not doing like bookkeeping. I'm not doing accounting. I'm doing, I'm not even doing CFO level stuff. She's doing some fractional CFO, which is chief financial officer. She's doing some of that work, which is high level advisory work and She's a fractional department for them as well. So she has done for you element in the work, which is, this is a great thing to bring in. If you are good at managing a team done for you work is amazing for adding a ton of value to your clients. So she brought in offers of like, well, you previously had one single person who was in charge of doing everything financial in your business. And they held the whole organization hostage and weren't doing a great job. And so you never knew how much money you had, even though you have a $10 million a year business. Well, how about we come in and we clean up the books and do the reporting and help you do forecasting and all of the complicated things that financial people do. Uh huh. <laughs> and that's a super valuable service that she provides for that amount of money. So if you're looking to earn or save a million bucks, you'll easily pay somebody a hundred thousand for that service. Mm, love that. And hopefully for you listening, that's just given you a couple of ideas of maybe where you can look to find people that can afford your your six-figure offers. Love this so much. Now you have a guide on how to win six-figure clients. Can you tell us more about more about that? Yes, it's actually, it's uh, like a, a guide that you can read. And I also have some links to case studies. So it's not just taking my word for it. It's being able to go and the things that I was telling you about where I want to, I interview my clients to say, what did I know what I did from my side of the process, but what did what was your experience and what did you implement from your side that really made the shift happen for you? So I have interviews with clients who uh, crossed the million dollar mark, the one that I mentioned who added 600,000 to her business, and then just some ideas and models, because what even if this feels like far away for someone who's listening, 
there are certain ideas that we can put in place, such as don't ever charge by the hour because you're shortchanging yourself Mm. because I know you're enough of an expert that please, please, please stop doing that. So there are a few other principles in there that should make things um, just an easy idea to try on and begin to get used to. Yeah. And where do people go and get a copy of that? It's at sixfigureclients.com. So the numeral six and then figureclients.com. And of course, the links will be in the show notes over at influencedbydesignpodcast.com. Samantha, it's been absolutely brilliant talking with you today. As people are listening to this, it's the beginning of 2023. They might be thinking about what they can do in their business this year to achieve their goals. What is the one thing that you want to leave them with regarding their pricing and really charging what they're worth? Well, they are worth a priceless number. You merely by existing are priceless and worthy. And what I want you to do in your business is realize that that the more you can grow into the number, the biggest number that you can grow into, you can find people who will also see that value in you. So it's really about you tuning into what's the value that I can bring out of myself. And I just want to remind you, you're big, be big, bring all of that value forth. I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing your genius with us today, Samantha. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you. I have enjoyed it so much. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com. Thank you.